Ready, set, go. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Three Lucky Pennies. I'm Amber Reinhardt. And I'm Carrie Reinhardt. And we're back after an extended <laughs> break. Yes. Um, we missed, what, two in a row? Yeah, we did. Um, honestly, it was just too chaotic for the past couple weeks. And just sickness. Our whole family has been sick for, like, feels like six months. Well, I... Probably, like, a month. I'm fairly certain it was in the last podcast. Again, I don't know, because it feels like forever ago. That I said that I was just getting over being sick, and then immediately it went right back the other way. Same. And I was like, nope, worse than ever. And then all three kids were sick. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it was really just an intense month and a half, I want to say, of sickness. <laughs> I um, mean, I lost my voice for a while. Yeah. Like, full-on lost my voice. My students were so annoyed with me, because I'm like, I still had to keep teaching, and I'm yep. just squeaking at them. <laughs> yeah. And then, also, like, once we were finally better... Like, we were just so tired. Like, we just felt like we needed, a, you know, a week to, like, rest and relax and take off and yeah. from everything, you know? Like, I took off from my business. I took off any extra stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just came home and relaxed and watched TV, which was really nice. <laughs> not going to lie. I guess we should start off by saying that this is going to be our season finale. Yeah, because it took us a month to do this one. Yeah, this is going to be our season finale. I think that, like we've said before, like we just know that we won't have the time to dedicate to it this summer. Right. Um, But it's funny because we already have some interesting ideas for the next season. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll be making notes and kind of outlines and uh, get some plans for next season. Yeah, it's it's going to be a good time. Um, but I just think that we definitely need to be realistic with what we're going to be doing this summer. Right. And, and it really is just relaxing. Sitting in the recording um, studio probably isn't going to be one of those things. No, it's really not. So yeah, basically, this is going to be our last one for a little while. Mm-hmm. But I do promise that we will be back. Um, I think that this is something that Amber and I genuinely love, but definitely need a little bit of a break from just for the fact that like, we have a lot of things on our plate. It sounds like we're breaking up with, <laughs> listen, the time we spent together listen. really meant a lot to me, but I really need to go my own way for a while. <laughs> no, we're not breaking up. We're not breaking up. We're just, whatsoever. no, we're taking a break. That's yes. different from breaking <laughs> up. <laughs> and I do really truly think we will be back um we will be so this episode we are going to talk about um kind of a couple different things because i wanted to start out and talk about spring (laughs) a very riveting topic right but honestly there are some years that i'm okay right when we get an early spring and we feel like you know end of February, right beginning of March, like things are just bright and cheery and sunny and... I'm sorry, where do you live? I feel like that has never once happened. It does happen though. No, it doesn't. It does. End of February is never nice in Western New York. Dude, sometimes it's End of March, but not end of February. But like, this time of year, for me, is horrible. It is just horrible. It, like today, which is March 22nd correct yeah (laughs) we literally have three inches of snow outside right now yeah we're the only ones though yeah but it's infuriating for me like i can't 
look out my back window and see snow anymore. Funny like, thing is, uh, it, 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 it all melted um, this past weekend, so Carrie got ambitious. And did you ever put those four-wheelers back away, or are those sitting no, on the side of the Everything is sitting out. Oh, that's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the kids have little power wheels, four-wheelers, and all of their, uh, the summer stuff is in, in our, like this back barn, this shed that's pretty far away from our actual house. Yeah. So Carrie got ambitious and got it all out and dragged all the kayaks out, and now they're under three inches of snow. And apparently the little power wheels are also under three inches of snow. Yeah. That's Which, gonna be healthy I'm for them lie. those are never gonna work again <laughs> um they will definitely work again they've been left out in the rain before um but i will tell you i was very depressed and sad when i looked at my kayaks today and they were literally covered in three inches of snow like <laughs> i got you out for a reason and it wasn't to get snowed on get snowed like on, yeah. come on man but it's coming right it's i don't gonna think be it is this year soon. no <laughs> See, but I feel like some... I think yesterday was the first official day of spring, but I think it was nobody told the nobody ago. told Mother Nature, obviously. <laughs> so I think that that is like definitely a part of our not really wanting to do anything too because we've been sick, we're tired, we're a little bit worn out. Summer feels like it's never going to be here, and like you and I, I feel like thrive a little bit in summer. Um, because we like to be outside, we like to go do things, the days are longer, it's not as gloomy, like mm-hmm. it's bright and cheery. No, I don't thrive in summer, I thrive in fall. Okay. I but... complain about how hot it is all summer long. You thrive in spring, too. <laughs> you don't, but you know, you've been better, because you're enjoying more things, I feel like. Except the heat. <laughs> the heat sucks, but we're getting central air, so get over it, and potentially a pool. So... This episode, the main topic that I think we're going to talk about is um, kind of how, like, being kind to people has changed based on fear. Um, Because recently, something happened, and it kind of sparked something, like, in me to reach out to others to see if they felt like this. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I felt like it was messed up. And, like... I remember looking back when you're like an innocent child, helping one another was something that you never second guessed or thought about in a, in another way. But now I feel like as like critical thinking adults and adults that put scenarios in all these different situations, like, oh, I, I can't help that person because this might happen or I, oh, I don't want to help this person. I wasn't sure if you meant that kids don't help each other anymore because I was going to disagree with that and say, I think kids are just, no, you know, like, I think it's adults. I see. Okay. Yeah. I was like, because every generation hates the generation after them, but I'm going to yeah. defend them. You know, like, no, kids kids are still helpful. No. You're going to leave the little crap heads, but you always yeah. have those. But, like, but I, I feel see what like you mean with adults. I see kids helping each other all the time. Well, right? kids also make best friends easily. Yeah. You like, go to a park, it's your new best friend, you hug and you play. Yeah. <laughs> but I was it. saying, like, even, like, making sure that they're keeping up or helping them climb something, like, little yeah. things like that. Like, they don't think, oh, my gosh, what if this kid fell and broke his leg? Would I, something happen to me because of that, right? Like, they don't have that in them yet. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like as we're adults, people are sometimes not as eager to help one another because of the fear behind helping somebody and how it could somehow affect you. I don't even know if it's just the fear, because I don't think that's necessarily what it is. I think it's also just people are preoccupied with themselves. Yeah. So they're just oblivious to what else is going yeah. on. So I think, okay, so specifically this situation that happened... I was on my way to work and just driving late for work because I'm kind of always late for work. 
And <laughs> I'll just be honest about that. And I see you this, really are. <laughs> I am. But you know what? I like kind of am upfront with people about that. And I'm like, I, I'm just not a eight o'clock on the dot person. I'm more of like eight o seven. It's my like, <laughs> you know, I'm cool with eight o seven, but I just can't make do your uh, your work start time eight ten. You'll be there at eight seventeen. Yeah, right. Like, the way it yeah, is. It's, it's just how I've been for the last thirty years, right? So, it's really wonderful for me because I'm always punctual. Whatever. So <laughs> I'm on my way to work and running late, of course. And I actually, this day, I was like, exceptionally late. Like I was like 30 minutes late. Something had happened with the kids or whatever it was. And I'm driving down the road and I see this girl um, like pulled over as if she had hit the guardrail. It was really Jeez. icy. It was, it was again, so spring. icy. So there was like a sudden ice that, yeah. you know, like the snow had been gone mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it rained and it all froze. Yep. And it was like an early morning ice where like everyone's kind of driving to work and then, oh shoot, you see all these car accidents, right? And then you're like, oh my God, the roads must be crappy. Yeah. Um, which that's like pretty common in Buffalo. I feel like sometimes you don't always, you can't always tell if the roads. Yeah. It's the black are, ice. It's yeah. yeah. So looks like she is in a car accident and everyone's slowing down then i'm slipping i almost hit another car like it was just chaotic so i couldn't stop right then but i looked in my rearview mirror she was standing outside of her car she did have her cell phone but it was freezing out too and mm-hmm. she was on her way to work didn't have a hat didn't have gloves like let's well, be you said she was pretty young right she was pretty young probably like 20 okay you know or 19 even maybe I would say at least 14 cars passed by. Literally not one person stopped to help this girl. And her car was super smashed to the point where she couldn't get, she couldn't wait in her car. Oh, okay. Um, so I turned around, I pulled over, and I, like, offered to let her sit in my car, which, like, this, okay, this person is a stranger. Could she have murdered me? Yeah. But like, of course, you're the one asking her to get in your van. So. Right, my minivan. Come get in my minivan. But like, she didn't even think twice about it. Mm-hmm. I think she was nervous. She was scared. She didn't want to be standing out in the freezing cold. Right. She was freezing, right? And like, I was just being genuine and kind to this person that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I just watched 14 people drive by and like yeah. not even think twice. See, that's where I was saying about I stopping. I don't think it's like they're afraid to. I think they're just. I think themselves. they're afraid to, though, because there has been a couple of times where I was one of those people that drove by because of whatever the situation was, right? Like, mm-hmm. I was in a part of town that I didn't want to be in. Um, I was far from home. I had the kids in the car. Like, there's a lot of things, I think, that can affect that decision-making process because, you know, if I had the kids in the car, I don't know if I'm the person to stop then, right? Okay. Because I feel like it would be weird for the kids also, if something did happen, I could defend myself, but I don't know that I could defend myself and three kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm one person, and I, I just – so I – my mind goes there. And I definitely think a lot of people go there because then when I went to work that day, um, my coworker was like, but what if she would have murdered you and dragged you into the woods? And I was like, well, then that's my way to go, man. Like, whatever. Good for that 19-year-old like, scrawny right, little <laughs> – Right. I'm like, that definitely was not what I was thinking. At 10 o'clock in the morning on a super busy road. Right? Like, it's fine. And then, but it was interesting because two more people stopped Mm -hmm. and they were like 35-year-old moms, Mm. which I thought was interesting. So anyways, it got me thinking about basically like how times have changed, I feel like, and how people 
think differently. See, I still don't know that that's true. I refuse to give up hope on people, though. I know. You know. But you also sometimes have to look at, like, the world through a different lens. I do, but think of, you know, like, I, I will always... I always like the quote, you know, that is um, credited to Mr. Rogers that you see all the time, you know, about how when he saw a tragedy or whatever it was, an emergency when he was a kid on television, his mom told him, you know, whenever you see something, always look for the helpers because there will always be helpers. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's true. I think, yes, there will be bad people. There's people who don't help. But I I find in my experiences, there's always way more good than bad and way more kindness than cruelty. I think the cruelty is louder. That's it, though. I think you see it because you are a helper. Like Amber will help. I mean, how many turtles do you save every summer? <laughs> I will. I will Seriously, stop traffic to get a turtles. turtle out of like, the road. Oh, my God. I hit a turtle last year because it was just, it was in a shadow and I felt horrendous. And you're like, well, you've saved 900 other turtles yeah. this year. So I guess that like one you had are to go. a turtle hero <laughs> to the max. Those like, little box turtles. I'll yep. push those. I have pushed snapping turtles out of the road yeah. before. <laughs> You pick up the box turtles, which it's like <laughs> such a dad thing and it's so cute. You always stop and you'll pick the box turtle up and then you'll bring it to the window and show the kids and then save its life. Get back in and mosey on through your day. Like it really is just one of those qualities that I look at you and I'm like, God, I love this. She's like so cute. Like I can't even The turtle it. saving. That's what did it. But also like you, you, you're helpful in a lot of ways. And I think that, but. I want to say that that mentality is not the everyday, I think. I don't know. See, I still think I'm going to disagree with you, though, on that, as I do think. And maybe it's just because I look for it, but I, I do think that there is kindness absolutely everywhere. It's just we become so programmed to not notice it, you know, and then that's it, though. That's human nature is that you pay attention to the bad. You remember the bad. It's It can be hard to remember the good. You know, it can be hard to, to pick out the kindness that you see, but it's there everywhere. It is. This is turning into a debate it podcast. Is, but. <laughs> it is. But, like, I think about that. Like, I told everybody what happened is, like, even in my office. Mm-hmm. And they were all like, you're crazy. I would have never stopped. I would have never done that. Blah, blah, blah. What if she murdered you? Right? Like, well, it, you know it always funny. goes to this weird place, I yeah. feel like, of, like, distrust. On it, like, distrust. Right. Even though there really is no reason for it. Well, and, and what's funny is is there's a lot of research about this. And I actually teach this a lot in some of my classes, like, the, the more, you know, ones where we touch on media issues and stuff like that. Um, that, do you know, like statistically you're more likely to get hit by lightning than to be hurt in a home invasion by somebody you don't know. Like actual crimes are really rare. Or like dying in a car quite, accident. Yeah. Yes. Like that stuff is actually quite rare, yeah. but it's just that that's what we gets reported on the news because uh-huh. you don't get stories of stranded, you know, stranded people, you know, stranded people and people helping them. I mean, you do occasionally, but yeah, you know, you only hear the bad stuff where the bad stuff is really not that common. Yes. I mean, it happens, so always be on alert. I'm not saying, you know, be an idiot, but... Mm-hmm. I get yeah, that. Yeah, my first thought usually isn't, will that person murder me? That is like... See, right? Like, when people said that to me, I'm thinking, God, I really didn't even you think about that. You know what? I don't want to live my life thinking that of people, though. Me either. I and to honestly, live my life. if I am the 0.05% that gets dragged into the woods and murdered, like, that's a way better story than, like, Carrie choked on a chicken bone, right? Like... <laughs> Honestly, I think about that. If I fell skydiving, that's a way to go, man. Or, like, I was murdered and dragged to the woods. Like, that's better than, like... Is it? Is Carrie, that better? Yes. No, that's not. Carrie had an aneurysm because of her stress at work. How about Lame. Carrie died peacefully in her sleep at the age of 97? How about we just go with that story? What in the world are you talking um, about, crazy? I'm just saying, 
if it was going to be an extreme thing. Carrie hasn't had a, a, a beer all week and she had a beer tonight, so she might be drunk right now. That's why she's <laughs> speaking crazy talk. <laughs> That's rude. You're advocating somebody to murder you in the woods because it'll make no. for a good story. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, I feel like I'd rather go out in an exciting, mm-hmm. yeah, interesting way than, like, I feel like this is not the podcast you told me you wanted to do tonight. Because <laughs> you said you wanted to talk about the power of kindness. <laughs> Somehow it divulged into how Carrie wants to die. Well, I was getting there. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm like, like, I want someone to murder me, right? But I'm saying like, the odds of that 19-year-old kid who obviously smashed her car into a right? guardrail on an obviously like snowy day. hyperventilating Who's obviously crying on the side of the yeah. road. Like, she's not going to freaking murder me, dude. She's going to sit in my van and warm up because she didn't have her gloves. Like Scared of you that you right, might drive right. off and kill her. Yeah. Um, so I guess the point is, is like, I I put this story um, because she had made a comment, the girl. She was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm so cold and I was so scared. And you're literally the first person that stopped, which mm-hmm. I'm like, think about that. Think about those times where you really need help. And people don't help you. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what, like, the power of kindness. Because I shared, like, a little story on my Instagram story the one day. And it, like, totally exploded. And I got so many messages and so many responses from it of people sharing their stories of kindness to me. Um, because I was telling a story about this was, like, right when we had first got the kids. Mm-hmm. And... I was at the grocery store, and at this point, like, we truly could not function with three kids by ourselves. Like, that was so overwhelming. Yeah. To think about it now, I feel like I can't even remember it because it was, like, a traumatic experience, right? Like, <laughs> you, you blocked taking, it out. <laughs> honestly, like, taking the kids to a store, taking them out in public was so chaotic because also they didn't have those skills kind of right. they were they were all really young and, they were feral children right like they were like, <laughs> like feral children like, they were all really young they didn't really know how to act it was just crazy it was chaos yeah so simple things like going to the grocery store took the life out of me like it it was just crazy mm-hmm. so the one day and I felt like I was always on edge because we took on three kids and people were always like oh how do you do it but kind of looking at you like can they do it right so I felt like I was always heightened and again I never sensed that in people. I felt like that though like I felt like people were always judging us because we really truly did not have it all together well, no. and I feel like for myself like I'm a little bit of a control freak and perfectionist like I wanted to have it all together, mm-hmm. and I really didn't. So that was really tough for me. And I feel like even though people didn't mean it, I could see it in their eyes. You know, like when you have three kids at a grocery store throwing a fit, as much as people want to be like, it's okay. Right. Like they're looking at you like, shut your kid up. Right? Like, come on. So I remember this one time at the grocery store. I had all three kids, and I was in line at the checkout, which was always very – like a mess of a situation. I feel like every time I went to the grocery store, some kid was trying to climb out of the car. At this point, Noah was like mm, a year old, mm-hmm. um, which at that age, when a one-year-old is trying to crawl out of a car, like they could literally fall out of the car and break their leg. Um, you know, Cam and Grace are fighting or getting candy or screaming or trying to put stuff up on the counter. And 
I was like, I was about to lose it for sure. And this woman um, just started nicely talking to me and I was frustrated, you know, just because I didn't, I didn't want to have to ask for help and I didn't want her to have to help me. So then she starts talking to Noah, the baby. I'm kind of like weirded out by that. Because I don't really like strangers talking to my kids at a store. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, I've had a couple of experiences and whatever. So she starts talking to him. And I was kind of, like, thankful but also, like, irrationally angry. Because, like I said, I didn't want to ask for help. And then finally, like, I just put my guard down. And I was like, let this mom, obvious mom, or grandma, or whoever this woman is, help you. Your kid's about to jump out of the cart. You can't load your stuff. It's chaotic. You're trying to get the two other kids under control. You know, like, let somebody help you. And, like, this woman... Trying to sort your coupons. (laughs) Right? Like, I literally was, like, getting, like... So, I'm trying to do all these things, and I finally just, like, said it to myself. I'm like, let this woman help you. You know, she's a genuine woman. She just wants to help you. I'm sure she's literally been here Mm -hmm. in this same exact scenario. And I will literally never forget this woman. And it's just such a simple, it was a simple day. It was a simple thing that I've done a hundred times, but it was just extra chaotic, you know? So basically the moral of the story is that like this woman was helping me in the checkout, like just out of the kindness of her heart, calming the kids down, Mm -hmm. talking to them, keeping them preoccupied so that I could literally load my groceries onto the belt thing. And even though, like, at first I was irritated, like, then after I, like, said thank you to her, um, thank you so much for talking to them and helping me get through this checkout, whatever it is, right? And I feel like it was such a simple, simple thing, but I almost didn't even let it happen because I was so, like, guarded from it. Right. And I think about that woman a lot. I think about her, like, every time that I see a kid screaming in the store or every time that, like, I feel like I could just help somebody that small little bit. And I feel like sometimes you can feel weird about it, but I think being, like, open to helping people is – it's a super magical thing. Because then when I put that on my Instagram story, I got probably, like – 15 different messages of like small acts of kindness yeah. that other people did. And it, it was just the sweetest thing to think about that. Like doing one small thing could literally, somebody could remember you for the rest of your mm-hmm. life. You know, well, yeah, and that woman probably didn't think anything of it. She probably doesn't even remember it. No, she probably you doesn't, know? but it seriously like meant the world to me at that moment, you mm-hmm. know, because, especially cause like, I feel like sometimes my kid is going to fall out of the cart because I can't load yeah. the groceries. Well, I even try to do, you know, silly things. Like, if I have a good experience somewhere, sending, like, a card, mm-hmm. you know. Because I know, like, as an employee of a place, knowing how important that actually is to get that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I think even little things like that, just showing that appreciation can go a really, really long ways. It takes you nothing. Yeah. Because people usually only, you know, complain. Very rarely do people <laughs> say nice things. It's true. You know, especially in, like, the service industry or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But, yeah. It really is true because I I even think about, um, like, for instance, at work, Mm -hmm. there was this little kindness thing that started and somebody started it on a whim and it's just like the sweetest little things like that. They put up um, notes on all sorts of employees' doors that said things like, Carrie is dot, dot, dot. And then they cut out all these hearts and people could write um, a leader a nice person, whatever they wanted to write, oh, that's nice. and they put them on everyone's doors, and it spread like wildfire, like through the whole entire campus. Um, 
And even I sometimes write notes on this whiteboard outside of our door. Mm -hmm. And the other day I came in and there was 20 different, like, kindness notes. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. It was really nice. Like, so just simple things like that can, like, make someone's day. Yeah. You know, even, like, smiling at people. I feel like people feel weird and they feel awkward and they don't want to smile at people. Oh, see, I smile at everybody. <laughs> I know, but you are. Like, yeah, because like, I, to... I think it's easy for people to feel invisible. So sometimes just having, you know, just those little tiny, you don't know. So you don't, you don't know what kind of day that person is having. Yeah. So they're just, the, you know. I feel like you need to recognize, though, that you are not the norm in this situation. Who's norm? Haha, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> you are such a norm. It's not even funny. Um, you're not the norm. You are a very, very um, open and kind person, especially based on the environment that you live in, work in, play in, right? Like... I don't know what you mean by that. You work in a college setting. Yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. uh, Unique college setting. Mm -hmm. You don't work at a cranky-ass office. (laughs) That's true. That's... No, I get that. You know, you're surrounded by staff and teachers and... All students. And yeah. No, I do, I do get that. All sorts that. of things. We're like, you know, sometimes a cranky woman at the office that hasn't smiled in six months, maybe nobody ever smiles at her because she's cranky, mm-hmm. right? And it just becomes this, like, perpetuated thing where, yeah. like, no one's going to smile at her because she's so, cranky. I tell this story a lot. I used to play this game. I used to work at a hospital when I was uh, in high school. And um, I used to play this game. That I told my mom about because she she worked, she was affiliated with them, and she thought it was the funniest thing in the world, is a lot of very cranky people worked there. And I understand, and I should stress, this was the administration that I worked in. This was not the doctors. I would never Mm -hmm. do this to the doctors. It was only the administrators. Is that uh, in a long hallway, they would tend to ignore everybody. Like, Mm -hmm. they never smiled at anybody, nothing. So I would pick a person, and I'd stare at them, (laughs) and I'd just continue to smile at them. And every single time, without fail, they'd be like, hi, and smile back at me. But then, like, that was it. Like, once you broke that, then they would say hi to you every single time after that. They may have thought I was a crazy person, and that's why they always responded. That's hilarious. But it's funny that sometimes just breaking through that once yes. and just doing the smile and the, hi, good morning, that's, mm-hmm. that's all you need to do. I feel like I do that. To, but everyone, same. Mm-hmm. They, they look at the wall. They look at the ceiling. Yep. They would rather, like, go in their turtle shell and just say good morning yeah. like it's just so crazy and well i find that like at my work especially like you know the custodian staff and uh, you know the maintenance guys and the, the security like so often people just get so looked over mm-hmm. and it's like no like just yeah. be nice don't be like how, yeah. how hard is it to have simple conversations with other people totally and i'm socially anxious so like if i can figure it out <laughs> you know <laughs> Yeah. Like, I have intense social anxiety, but I can handle a, hey, the weather's awful gloomy out there. You make sure you bundle up. I can even handle that. (laughs) You're such a cornball. I have the same conversation with one cleaner, like, every day, and that's pretty much what it is. Oh, my gosh. But I do but think... But she gave, she gave me a t-shirt. Right? I do she think... Had, I should stress why I got a t-shirt. They had ordered all these new ECZ t-shirts for the cleaning crews, and she had an extra one, so she gave it to me. Does it say, like, cleaner? No, it just oh. says ECC and then it has like, the logo or like a slogan on it. Oh my god! But they gosh. sent her too many. She's like, I thought you would like one. I'm like, I would like one. Thank you. That's funny. I just didn't want to make it sound like she just went to the store and bought me a shirt. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> That's totally what it got, sounded like. Get some Nike t-shirts from the cleaner or what? <laughs> but I just think it's, it's an interesting, if 
phenomenon because I feel like sometimes even when people inherently want to be nice, Mm -hmm. we've almost become a culture that has to be, has to think twice about it sometimes. I suppose. And I know most people are nice, Mm -hmm. but I do think that like even me, like I'm a nice person, but sometimes I do think twice about things, Mm -hmm. right? Like, and that's probably just my personality, but I think a lot of people probably have similar mindsets in right. that. Well, I think, you know, a big part of it is like we always talk about is it, it can very much be those simple acts, you know, that, that I talk about this a lot. And Carrie, this is something we I've told you this story many times and I talk about it as often as I can with people that I am a very strong believer in the ripple effect, mm-hmm. you know, is that little tiny things can turn into big things. And, and most of the time you're not lucky enough to see what that ripple is. You know, you don't actually know what the impact was but people are so you know focused on the whole like oh if you do little bad things it can turn into big bad things Mm -hmm. which yeah it can so why can't little good things turn into big good things Mm -hmm. you know we just focus on the negative so there's a story that that i always tell because there's one particular you know this story there's one particular moment in my life that i can point to as a very small act of kindness from somebody who probably has no clue that it ever happened completely changed the course of my life so it's kind of a long story, but I think it's worth it. Totally. When I was in, um, I went to a very, very small high school. And when I was in eighth grade, I made the summer varsity league. So we, we played um, basketball off through the summer with the special summer league. And they would pick one or two, usually maybe like one eighth grader to go play with like the, the sophomores and juniors and seniors. So basically so was, you were a basketball superstar. No, not even a little bit. I was only good for like one year. But, <laughs> but I got picked to play on the league. So of course, during all the practices, I was just getting my butt handed to me because these kids were so much older and yeah. better than I was. But there was one particular girl, and I'll just say her name was Amy, in that I knew her, you know, because like my our parents knew each other. So I had known who she was for a long time. And she was a senior and she was guarding me. And you know, I, she must have felt bad because I was just getting absolutely stomped on. So she whispered to me what to do. She whispered like, hey, fake left and then go right. So I was like, what? And she's like, just do it. So I went to fake left and she fell for it. And then I managed to score, which of course she had completely set up. You know, like she she went for it. She knew what I was going to do. So that way it would make me look good. And then that kind of paved the way for the rest of the team to be like, oh, that was a pretty good score. Like that was really good. But I never forgot that. Like that was just so nice to do that and it cost her absolutely nothing so then how the story kind of twists is then I went to college and I was working uh, in one of the administration buildings and she ended up working as a graduate student a couple of offices down the hall but we most of the the, um, the students would work together you know I like big projects and I'd always looked up to her because I thought that was just such a nice thing that she did I'd never forgotten that and I never like thanked her for doing it so I decided that I wanted to make sure I worked the same shift she did, which I realize sounds like a stalker, but, you know, it was like, like I looked up to her. I, yeah. I just thought it would be really cool to be able to, to work, you know, on the same projects with her. So to do it, I had to switch my public speaking class to a different one. So I ended up switching it to this, you know, relatively new professor, somebody I'd never heard of before. I'll say her name was Anne. She will get her own podcast episode yes. at some point. In this, you know, uh, pub, um, excuse me, the public speaking class. I absolutely loved the class. She was an amazing teacher. So I decided I was going to take one more class with her as a teacher. And I was like, oh, she teaches this PR class. So I'm going to take that. And at this point, I was a film major. So I was yeah. like, I'm going to take this PR class. And then I loved her so much, I took another one. And then I took another one. And before you knew it, I was a couple classes shy of having a complete second degree. So I talked to my parents and I decided I'm going to get the second degree and I'm going to stay in college an extra year. 
but that meant I needed more classes. So the department made me a teaching assistant. And then because I was a teaching assistant, I ended up becoming a professor. It's a very long trail. <laughs> but basically, none of that, I really adamantly believe none of that would have happened if I hadn't changed my class schedule. And I wouldn't have changed my class schedule if I hadn't looked up to her so much. And I wouldn't have looked up to her had she not done that. Yeah. So it's like, I can literally make a very clear path from one person doing something nice to the entire rest of my career. And then, of course, once I became a professor, that's how I met the person that introduced me to you, Carrie. That's how I ended up in the job that got me into foster care. Yeah. We got our kids. Like, who knows how much different my life would be. Yeah. You know, and then you could even take that a step further is, you know, one of my first years teaching, I had a student named Megan who was really, really struggling. And I did everything I possibly could to help her get through. And then later on, she ended up getting a master's degree in social work. And I still talk to her sometimes. And now she <laughs> works with inner city kids in Rochester. Yeah. So it's like there's kids in Rochester who are getting helped because I helped a student. The only reason I was in a position to do that was because I ended up in a job that I ended up with because of this major, which happened because somebody yeah. was nice to me. Yeah. Like you never know it where really... these things are going to end. Yes. And that's something I even try to do as a teacher is just to, to be kind. You know, mm-hmm. life is hard. It really Why is. Why make it harder than it needs to be? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying let people get away with things. Mm-hmm. That's not the same thing. But yeah, have decency. I totally agree. And I feel like, uh, like this recently happened to me. Um, somebody was like, oh, the only thing she has to offer is kindness. And I feel like I... What, what is that quote from? It, it's just somebody said it to me about another person. Oh, okay. Like, okay. like almost as a, like a bad trait. They were like, ugh, the only thing she has to offer is like kindness and rainbows. And like, I just Nothing looked, wrong with that. Right? I looked right at that person and I was like, I actually think that's a super great quality. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can be anything in the world... <laughs> Be kind. Wasn't that... It's going to get you much farther yeah. than so many other things. I talk like... about that in my classes that, you know, as I'm teaching a lot of the film skills and the PR skills, it was like, this is only half the battle, guys. Yeah. You also have to be a, a good person. Yeah. Like, I look back at my career, and there's a lot of people that I was in direct competition with for, like, freelance jobs that I can straight up 100% confidence say they were better filmmakers than I was. Mm-hmm. But they weren't easy to get along with. So who got the jobs? I, I did because I, I was easier to get along with. I honestly think that so many things in my life were able to happen because I've been you didn't kind. burn the, and you didn't burn bridges. Yep. Yeah. Like I mean, stand I up for yourself. You have to do that. Totally. Don't be. Don't you know get pushed over. Yeah. But um, but I even think about boss babes, right? And this is you know just like self doubt and whatever. But I even look at it and I'm like, you know am I the right person to run this? Am I the most mm-hmm. qualified? I don't know the most about business. And I feel I like you're do this never, and I don't do that. Yeah. Right. But you're I never the most about, qualified. You just no, gotta be, but I think like, okay, I've done this thing yeah. and I genuinely love it. Yeah. I think that's what I, it is. I'm kind to everyone. It's putting the heart and the passion in. Yeah. Like, and I wholeheartedly put like all of myself mm-hmm. into the group and for the sole purpose of, 
helping one another yeah and being kind to one another and being there for one another yeah like you know, like we were just saying like and that's stuff you try to teach children like mm-hmm. so grace is so funny because she's learning right now about how holding doors for people <laughs> so the other day i was watching her and she held the door open for these <laughs> this, oh my gosh this like man 20 people. she also went right mm-hmm. up and held the door open for this like you know 55 year old man and he's like oh <laughs> thank okay. you <laughs> yeah but it made me laugh we're little things like you know i was with uh grace this is or was it cameron one of them over the we were at, like walmart or something in the winter and you see this you know kind of older woman trying to push a cart through the slush it's like you go get the cart you help her push it to her car yes. i don't care if it's on the far end of the parking lot yeah push it to her car for mm-hmm. her help her yes like um, if you see somebody struggling you help them because totally. you you'd want them to help you but yeah. you don't do it for that reason it's because you just yeah it's the kind thing to do it is it's, it's not hard and i will say our kids do that well like they even do. okay and we always go out to breakfast with amber's grandma and then normally we'll you know make sure that like oh grandma do you need to go to the store for right anything? yeah we she usually take like her grocery shopping or, or whatever which is um, probably for the better <laughs> yeah we love you grandma but <laughs> she's got like, limited eyesight <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah so and it's adorable because Cameron specifically, our oldest. I would say she's definitely the um, kindest in a way that she thinks about what she's doing. Yeah, the other two are very kind in that they think of other people. Yes. Like Grace always wants to. Like like there was a competition at school and Grace really wanted to win it so she could win an iPad for her brother. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Stuff yeah. like that. But I but think Cam says, Cam, yeah. I should do this thing because it's the kind thing to like do. Like she'll hold Grandma's hand and walk slowly with her the whole time. Yeah. and. Do you want me to go get that for you so you don't have to walk to that side of the aisle? Like, Do you want me to carry your purse for you? Do you want <laughs> yes. me to, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. She will just be patient and, mm-hmm. you know, And walk. as you should be. Totally. I was so, we were so proud of her the other day. She got $20 out of her piggy bank. Oh, this was so cute. And asked if she could give $5 to each her brother and her sister to take them to the dollar store so they could buy $5 worth of toys. Which was the cutest thing ever. Totally. But then she found a sloth, like a little stuffed sloth there that mm-hmm. she bought for her teacher from last year. Yeah. Because she loves sloths. Yeah. You know, little stuff like that. Like, it, again, it doesn't it doesn't take anything just to, to be kind to people. Yeah. You know? And I like, say go go overboard. Be overboard kind to people because who knows what, mm-hmm. what they've been through or what yeah. they need. Like, even today. Um, it sounds so preachy, but it's so true. I don't care, though. This is something that I feel like you should preach about, Mm -hmm. right? Like spreading kindness is something that we should never stop talking about. Like it's just such a simple thing most of the time Mm -hmm. that you can do. Like even today, one of the secretaries at my day job for like another department, like she was in my office and I walked in and I was like, oh, I love when you're here because I just love seeing your smiley face. Like she's just always so nice and smiles and, and I feel like, Okay, could that be, like, potentially thought of as creepy? Are you being a weirdo? (laughs) And I always, like, used to think about that, but now I'm like, no. I'm genuinely happy she's here. She's always smiling when she's in our office. She's always bringing a lot of joy into our office, you know? So why wouldn't I say that to her? That might make her whole day, right? She might have had, like, a crap day at work. But I just told her how much joy she brought to our office, yeah. and that could potentially make her a whole day. Right. right, and like you said, you just you never know what people are going through. And this is a lesson I find that I have to continually learn because it surprises me every time. Is just never knowing what people are, what they've mm-hmm. gone through, what their stories are. Because mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of assignments in classes where you know they write about different 
terms and theories that we've talked about in class and how they directly apply to their lives. And I'm, I'm very clear that I'm the only one who's going to read this. So, you know, write about whatever you want. And it blows my mind how often my students write these really personal things and like just how, you know, like, I, I don't, I'm not really sure exactly how I'm trying to phrase this, but like the things people go through mm-hmm. that everybody has a story to tell. So just be nice. Yes. Like there's even kind of silly things like here, you laughed at this story when I told you the other day that um, in my class particular or specifically, I have a very large number of students from um, the Middle East. Um, Buffalo is of course a sanctuary city. So we have a very large refugee population mm-hmm. and I have quite a few of them who are, who Which are, I love. and yeah, I have quite a few of them who are attending ECC. And this semester in particular, I have quite a few students from the Middle East and I think I know why. Over the summer, I was doing uh, some advising appointments, and I met two women who ran the the English as a Second Language program out of a, a different campus. And I just got to, was talking to them and saying how wonderful I think the program was, and then I heard a roundabout way later on that they purposefully look for first semester professors for these students' first semesters who are going to be more like patient yeah. with them. <laughs> and so then all of a sudden I get them all, which I love because I think it brings so much to the class. Yeah. But there was one student from Somalia who had to do an interview for another class with somebody. And she asked if she could interview me questions. Cause she, you know, she's kind of nervous around most people. I was like, yeah, of course. So she came to my office and she had to like film it. Um, I'm assuming to prove that the interview actually happened. Cause my guess is people probably oh, faked yeah, it yeah. in the past. Cause it wasn't about like showing. No, it was just the questions. Yeah. yeah. It was just on your phone just to prove that you actually talked to somebody. Yeah. So I have um, a, a bookshelf in my office and a bunch of the shelves have like little action figures on them, <laughs> which are for me. But I more than once, I have a lot of students who bring their kids to school as well, like days that they can't have babysitters. Sure. So I'm, no, they're for me, but I more than once have let kids come down and, <laughs> and ransack the. And I the, should say. The action figure I have sort shelf. of made Amber bring a lot of that stuff to work. Yeah, because they used to be here on my shelves. Yeah. Yeah. It used yeah. to take up more of the. I love action figures. <laughs> I've, I've got tons of action figures. Take your figures. choice to work, honey. Them. Put them but, in your office. But she was trying to balance her phone up against, like, kind of near one of them so that it, it could, you know, tape my desk. And it knocked one of the figures over. And she goes, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. So, so I went over and I just took my hand and cleared the whole shelf off and knocked every <laughs> single one of them on the ground. I was like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's fine. So we got some books and made a little tripod. But she, like, laughed so hard. That I just cleared the whole shelf. I'm like, this doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a silly thing, but just little moments like that. Like, yes, is it going to take me 15 minutes to clean it up? I haven't cleaned it up yet. It's still yeah, on my floor. Yeah. Who cares? Like, it, it just, is. Just read people, understand what they need, you know? Totally. Or try, try to. Yeah. Try to. You can't always. Yeah. And I think just like also being genuine with people mm-hmm. is one of the kindest things that you can yeah. do. Um, so. Obviously, this episode is a little bit preachy, like Amber said, but sometimes I feel like talking about things that you genuinely feel are important can come off as preachy. Yeah. But they're not always. like. So, language alert right now for any of our young listeners. We had a motto in one of my classes last semester, because we were talking a lot about this, about like, your personality in the field of communications particularly goes a long way. Because it is, can you work with people? Can you function? Can you? Mm-hmm. And the term we coined as a class was don't be a shitbag. <laughs> like, that's not even a word. <laughs> but it became like the the joke. I'd be like, what is it, class? And they'd be like, don't be a shitbag. Remember, this is college. <laughs> but yeah. it became just a funny thing. Because, yeah, like, but literally, just, just be don't a be decent shitty. person. Like, don't be shitty, you know? And maybe if you're not, like, the most, uh, maybe you can't donate 
or maybe you can't, you know, do certain things. Just smile at people. You can pick up a piece of litter. You can, you know, yeah, smile at someone. You can offer to hold a door. You can... Yeah, we'll com- we'll do another episode related to this, but that's the whole idea of mindfulness. We say that a lot. Is I know we got to write these down and actually yeah. record them. That's the whole idea of mindfulness, though, is mm-hmm. being open to the stories of others. And as and as a documentary filmmaker, is it ast- astonishes me every time when you ask people questions, when you're, you know, attuned to them, when you listen to them, people will talk. Totally. People want to to feel heard. Yeah. People want to feel connected. So just just be kind. Just yeah. be kind to one another. Cost you nothing. Literally, cost you nothing. Well, sometimes it costs you like, guy buy candy bars. <laughs> You'd buy those candy bars anyway, so you might as well buy them from a cause. <laughs> but like even little things, like if people do things for me at work, I'll send them in the inner office mail. Like just I I haven't even like got around to like buying thank you notes. <laughs> I just put post its on like a little you know, fun size M&M thing. And I'm just yeah. like, thanks so, thanks so much for helping me with these reports or whatever. Yeah, like it's, it's a nice thing Whatever they did, like, because I got that one day, like I lost my ID badge. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the, the secretary to HR had sent me a new ID badge and she mm-hmm. sent me, um, I don't know, a couple pieces of candy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I, and I emailed her and I was like this, Oh, she sent me gummy bears. And I was like, these made my day. Thank you, Kelly. You know, and it was just so sweet. And I was like, literally, I made more work for her and she sent me candy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because like losing your ID badge sucks, right? Like yeah. I, it was a process and she gets that and I get that. And she was just being genuinely kind. And yeah. like, it's not a big deal. You're you know, human. And I really encourage anybody listening to to really think about those little moments in your yeah. life that people have shown you kindness and, and how it affected you, whether it's large scale things, you know, like vouched for you, went out on a limb for you or whether it's really small things like mm-hmm. you know smiled at you when you needed it or recognized you when you needed somebody or reaffirmed your opinions when you needed them to like i even say this that like work for example when i first started at my new job outside of my department i could tell you exactly who the very first person was that talked to me you know it was the first person who was like hey welcome aboard and he had a conversation with me and like i still remember that it came up in a meeting the other day somebody mentioned about him and i was like yeah you guys don't know this he was the first person Everybody else kind of ignored me for like three weeks. And it's not that they were rude. You know, people are busy. <laughs> but he went out of his way. Just that small little, yep. hey, how you fitting in? You feeling good? You know where everything is? Awesome. Not even in my department. <laughs> just, yeah. You know, those it's, little things matter. You remember them. Yeah. It's definitely, uh, you do remember them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the next time, this is going to be like my call to action, right? Like the next time that you feel like, oh gosh, should I not do that? Like just do it. Yeah. Because the worst thing that happens is like, oh, she's a weirdo, right? But like, really, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're going to try and be kind to someone and they're going to think you're a weirdo, yeah. then whatever. You know what? Like, and occasionally you will have somebody who's totally nasty put off that, by but... it because they haven't experienced it recently or whatever it is. Yeah. But like, I think at the end of the day, even if they think it's weird, they're going to go home and be like, that was a really nice thing. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Because being kind is just something that everybody needs and i kind of everybody should do we'll kind of wrap it up with this one this a kind of fun little one that is such a tiny thing but i find really amusing is people who bond together at a grocery store when you're like really looking for something and they're like what are you looking for i'm like oh i'm looking for whatever they're like oh it's i think it's over here and they help you find it or you know what i always get tapped to do at grocery stores get things off of top shelves for people that happens to me all the time people like 
I'm so sorry to bother you, but can you reach that? I'm like, yes, I can reach that. I get some, <laughs> I get that a lot. I get the old guys that can't read. Remember the other day? Yeah, you did get that. He wanted me to basically walk around with him for the entire... Because he couldn't... He could, he his couldn't, eyesight, he couldn't see yeah. the, the fine and print. And he told me him. that. He was like, I-, I can't really read close up anymore. So I like read him a couple <laughs> prices of like grapefruits and stuff, which like, whatever, that's fine, right? Like... I can't do like the whole store with you because I have my three kids here and I'm by myself. But no, like, I was with you. Oh yeah, that's true. You were with me, but still, uh, I abandoned you. Apparently, that's yeah. how you remember it. No, I had at least one of the kids. Pretty with much, me. you abandoned me for the meat section while I did the rest of the grocery shopping. Amber. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I encourage you to think about the kindness that people have shown you, and 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 really think about those ripples that that can be created by just small acts of kindness. Totally. Um, so, like we said, this is farewell for now. <laughs> and until next time. Who knows? Maybe we'll do a random one in the middle. No. I just, oh, I just could destroy your your wonderful outro. Maybe we'll do a random one occasionally in the summer when we feel it, but nothing yeah. scheduled by any yeah. means. I think, yes. If we do do one in the summer, do do. I know. I was going to say <laughs> it, but I was like, I already made a norm joke, so I let it go. <laughs> if we do something... Um, it will be because we literally can't hold it in, right? Right. It's something that's very timely. Yeah. Um, but I think we will be back uh, right at the tail end of summer. Yeah. Potentially before. But we are definitely going to take um, the break that we talked about. So yeah, So with that, enjoy your springs and then summers. Yeah. And, and try and be kind all yeah. summer long. There you go. Until next time. Thanks for listening. I'm Nickel Potty. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>